Welcome to the Dotcom Magazine Entrepreneur Spotlight Series, where your host, Andy Jacob, interviews leading entrepreneurs, founders, and CEOs about their incredible companies and discusses their unique entrepreneurial journeys. If you're the CEO or founder of an exciting and exceptional company, the editorial team of Dotcom Magazine welcomes you to pitch your business story to appear on this exciting interview series by reaching out to Mr. Jacob at Dotcom Magazine at dotcommagazine.com. And without further ado, here is another amazing entrepreneurial story on the Dotcom Magazine Entrepreneur Spotlight Series. Hello, everybody. Andy Jacob here with the dot-com magazine Entrepreneur Spotlight Series. I have a great show today. This is one you're going to want to watch all the way through. We've been able to bring in a worldwide leading expert in his respective space. Of course, you watch the show. So you know that we're always talking about talent at your companies and more importantly, talent development. I mean, if you don't have talent development and have a talent development protocol or process or platform or integration, you're really missing out because if you're not continually developing your people, you're really missing out on a crazy opportunity to improve your company. So We've been able to bring on the show one of the worldwide leading talent development experts. Say that three times real fast. His name is Sriram Padmanabhan. And of course, he is the CEO of Seamorg. You probably know Sriram. I mean, everybody's talking about what Seamorg is doing. They have a simulation program that wait till you hear about it. When you're thinking about making your team better, making your talent improve on a continuous basis, what Sri Ram and his entire team is doing is going to resonate for you. Sri Ram, welcome to the dot-com magazine Entrepreneur Spotlight Series today. Thanks, Andy. Happy to be here. Thanks, I mean, Andy. what you're doing, when we saw the company and saw the platform and saw what you're doing, we were just blown away. I mean, you're really using simulations to make talent development very exciting and insightful for the participants. Before we get started, we have so many questions, Sri Ram. And again, thank you for cutting some time out today. Let's pull the lens back to 30,000 feet like we always do. Tell us about Seamorg, and then we're going to get into it. Sure. So uh, thanks, Andy. Um, so Seamorg is a platform uh, for bringing talent development content to life. So we believe that talent development uh, content is, is dead or, or comatose in many ways. And we're here to fix it, right? It's comatose in two ways. Uh, number one, it's kind, of un, it's kind of not directly linked with organizational you know, business strategies and, and, and with business outcomes. It's kind of over by the side. You know, it's something people you send people to and then they come back and they do their job exactly the way they used to do it before. Right. Uh, I've been, you know, in 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 industry, you know, in corporate um, jobs and roles for 25 years. And I have not seen one person change the way they behave. You know, I have not seen them win one extra deal or do one thing different because they attended a course. Um, and, and so that's broken. And the other way it's broken is that for the end participant today, you know, today, uh, talent development is typically, you know, online COVID. Right. So. Um, it's kind of uh, dished out in, in in Zoom calls where somebody is, you know, 
talking for hours or or it's it's got videos that get pushed out to you and you got to see them and then you got to sort of check the box and say yep i went through these videos and and i answered five questions and so i get myself 35 uh, but then you know that content is up against 17 other tabs on the end users um browser right and then it's got wordle and and tiktok and 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 um and and god knows what else these days right and 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 you know guess what's winning right so you're, you're competing for mindshare and and um and attention with all of these other distractions around us and and so talent development is just not effective it's not effective in grabbing people's attention and it's not effective in changing the need or moving the needle in terms of organizational um, goals and, and targets. So uh, how do you make it uh, alive, come alive, right? Um, people learn um, when, um, when they do things. People learn experientially and people learn in narrative, you know. That's why in the old days people did, you know, talk, told each other folk tales, right? With little morals at the end, yeah. That's, you know, it's, it's sort of built into the way we think and the way we do things that we learn situational judgment by doing stuff and then observing what happens or, or seeing what happens when something happens, right? So we do a, uh, a combination of the two. Instead of teaching people, instead of teaching your customer service representatives how to manage uh, uh, an angry customer, you, you can do one of few things, right? You can, you can do a video where you talk to them about, you know, five principles of customer management, yeah? Yon, yon. Um, or you can uh, show them a video, yeah? When, you know, where you show two people talking and then you, you, you say, yeah, you know, this was an example of good customer management and this wasn't. A little better, in fact, much better, right? But what's best is if we put you, we tell you, you, sir, are the customer representative manager in your own company. And, and you know, you, you, you guys have gone and sold a product and here's a customer that's it's come to you and they're complaining. And then you see a video of the person complaining. He looks you in the eye and, and he says, you know, this is the experience I've had and it's terrible. And then it's over to you. And you have got to react and, and you've got to, you know, take a decision. And when you take a decision, the system understands what you're doing. And then, you know, stuff happens that, you know, you expect to happen. Either the customer likes what you do and, and they give you more business or they walk away. And, and, and so, and then the machine decides what the next scenario is uh, to put in front of you. And, and, you know, you go through a full journey. It's like a, it's like a, um, a fairy tale where you are the prince or the princess and, and you decide at the end whether, you know, the dragon gets slain or, or, or it slays you and, you know, you're in control of that. But it's, it's a story. You're the protagonist. That's how it plays out. Sriram, that's remarkable. I mean, when we really think about it, when, when we look at what you're doing with the company, of course, your team is, is second to none at Seymour. I think of it sort of as an immersive experience. And, you know, you're immersing the talent into the development and you make it exciting and insightful them. Is that sort of the, the big idea to immerse them into an experience? That's 100 percent, Andy. Um, people don't um, learn through passive means. People learn actively. You've got to be drawn into the thing. Um, and, and so we are industry agnostic. Uh, we can work with any industry uh, as long as there's a situation, it's typically a human situation that you've got to learn how to deal with 
uh, we're there. You, we can model it in terms of a Simorg simulation and, and put it in front of your learners. Yeah, I love it so much. So let's talk about it because there's so many organizations, of course, that most likely after they hear this and they see what you're able to do, they want to convert their entire organization over into this sort of immersive experience to make their talent better. So when somebody reaches out to you, Sriram, from one of the companies, how long does it take to sort of take their 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 current development and turn it into a contextual simulation that you are able to provide for their clients? Sure, that's a great question. And that's one that we get all the time because um, you know, you, you know, uh, people do this, people, uh, you know, the, the more academia has always said that simulation based uh, methods are the best in terms of holding people's attention and, and being effectively uh, effective in changing the way they behave. Why is it not more prevalent? Because of usually about the time it takes. It usually takes three to six months to, to build this kind of simulation. And that's where we, we come in with a platform. So think of us as having the Lego bricks for building a simulation. And so we can, once we work with you, without writing a single word or line of software code, we can put this together into a simulation I'm going to say the first simulation which we do for an organization will take no more than 10 weeks from soup to nuts. Um, and the second, third, and, and you know, the, the every subsequent one, uh, we can keep shaving off the time because there's a lot common in organizational context that, that we can reuse. Um, so, you know, you, we, we quickly go into mode where we're turning them over in about four weeks to six weeks at a time. Wow, and it's a brilliant way in which you've developed the platform with these, for lack of a better term, these Lego blocks that you can add on, and it makes it such a fast, simple, and easy way for you to make these simulations happen for your clients quickly. Let's talk about it a little bit, because I would imagine these simulations, the, these immersive experiences, Sriram, you know, they're available anytime, anywhere for the, you know, for the um, the clients, learners, I'll call them, or for their, you know, for their employees. Right. What happens when the business evolves? How fast can you update that simulation to sort of stay abreast of what's happening with new new avenues that they cut that your clients or the businesses want their their employees to sort of learn about? Absolutely right. And there's the other big stumbling block that that a lot of online education. Um, you know, users of online education face, which is that if you spend a lot of time in, in putting together one of these uh, very, very topical, very contextual simulations, um, but then, you know, once it's there, uh, six months later, something happens, a business process changes, the strategy changes, you get a, you acquire a new product, you need your sales guys to be able to sell that new product in a different way, have a different kind of conversation with different client uh, uh, people and um, suddenly this big, huge, brilliant thing that you built all of last year uh, is obsolete, right? Not, not the way it goes with us. Now, because it's simple and it's, it's about, like I said, it's about Lego bricks, you can change as any simulation that we put together. You can add new scenarios. You can change the way scenarios work without knowing any software code, okay? And, and we can give you the keys to the kingdom. Um, you know, you have the admin and the authoring rights. We call them authors. We call, because, you know, we think of each of these as, 
as a story, right? So, so we call you the author of a simulation experience and, and, and we'll give you the keys to the authoring kingdom and, and you can change it in minutes, including, you know, the videos that we have, you know, I talked to you about videos of irate customers yelling at you almost, right? Um, you want to change what that irate customer says in that video. For us, it'll take 15 minutes because if we use an AI character and, and so, you know, change the script, the same irate guy is shouting different things. And, and that's something that um, very few of our competitors will be able to replicate at this point. Yeah, it's so powerful what you've been able to do. You know, these simulations make talent development very exciting and very insightful. Let's talk about actionable behavioral insights, because I think that's important. Let's talk about that, how you're able to provide these these behavioral insights and really dole them out at the you know individual group and organizational levels as well. Absolutely. And, and there, Andy, I think there is a winning proposition that it, it is almost, it's very funny, you know, as an entrepreneur, you build a product, you design and build it for a particular uh, use case. And then you suddenly figure out that because of the way you've built it, there's an added positive that you hadn't even dreamt of, uh, but, but which can give your customers so much value. And in our case, it, this is the analytics that we provide. Um, usually when, when, when you uh, put um, uh, you know, a, a group of people through a, um, you know, a piece of talent development content, uh, the only thing you're used to taking back from that experience is how many people attended and how many people completed the course, how many hours they, um, they, they spent on the exercise and you're done, right? We, with us, it's different. We tell you, you know, this, this group of people um, went through 10 scenarios. These are the three scenarios that this subgroup found difficult. These are the seven scenarios that these other guys did well in. Um, this is, these are words they used um, when, when describing scenarios and, and crisis and, and opportunities. And, and because of that, this is what we know about the culture of your organization in terms of how open to change you are, in terms of how collaborative you are, in terms of, of how competitive you are. You know, these are all, these are not our words. These are the words your employees use. So that's cultural, rich cultural insights that we give. The other thing is we give uh, insights into, you know, um, if we put three different uh, crisis in front of the um, participant. One of them's an employee crisis. One of them's, you know, about a, a team, um, the person in the team. And, and a third is, is something else. Your boss wants a report. Okay. Which of them are you going to prioritize? Right. And, and that's um, rich information about the culture of the organization as well. So, you know, uh, competencies, culture, uh, priorities, um, preferences, these are actually some of the words that we use and, and we give not just, you know, a report. At the, there's, there's always a report at the end of every simulation experience for the participant in terms of, you know, how well they did and what they need to do to get better at it and, and hit their goals and so on. But then we also give data and insights to the organization in terms of their learners and, and how they need to, you know, um, improve uh, their um, training material. Yeah, it's powerful, Sri Ram. I mean, it's really a brilliant, brilliant platform you've put together. You know, I'm thinking about it as you're as you're speaking, obviously, and you mentioned the call center, you know, example where somebody's, you know, maybe unhappy on the other side of the line. But let's say I have a call center. 
Let's right. have a data center. Unless I have, you know, 100, 1,000, 10,000 people in my center and everybody goes on Seymour and they take this immersive experience and you get back to the, you know, C-level executives and you say, hey, we have found that there's one sort of objection that's happening that your people aren't handling as well as possibly they could. And I would imagine just by fixing that little objection response and that one little piece of data that you're able to give the company, they're increasing their ROI dramatically by using your system, right? That's exactly right. And that's, uh, we are um, uh, an education technology organization with a difference. And the difference is that you know, business outcomes is is what we we are interested in. We want to move that needle. It's not about how um, pretty we are or you know uh, how many minutes of screen time we get. It's about what we're doing for for you, Mister CEO. Yeah, yeah, I love it so much. It really sort of reverse engineers the whole process because you're really looking at it from a from a macro standpoint. You're saying to your clients, hey, what business outcomes are we looking for? You know, we want to increase our ROI. We want to decrease our spend on, you know, employees. So we want to hire better employees. Maybe we need to spend some more money on training to get the lower 20% of our employees to become the, the, you know, better at what they do. So you start really macro in terms of improving business outcomes. And then you take those Lego pieces and you insert them into a way, of course, using the latest technology and science and research, machine learning and chatbot technology and gamification and your AI and everything else. And you put together this program that really is undeniable. Let's talk about it a little bit, because I know one thing, Sri Ram, that you're very you know, passionate about is your team. I mean, you've got some people on this team that are absolutely world-class. Let's give you a chance to talk a little bit, Sri Ram, about your team and what you're doing at Seymour. Sure. Thanks for that opportunity. Uh, we're a relative. We're an, I'm going to say we're a very lean and, and small team, and and uh, of superstars. I've got to say, um, uh, we have of course our uh, chief technology officer and and, and the entire uh, tech team over in uh, in, in India, um, and and they're super guys, and and um, most of them are avid gamers, and that helps, you know, because when we throw them a problem, you know, how are you going to make uh, this game more exciting, you know, for for participants, and they go, you know, and they draw upon their their knowledge of games, and they draw upon uh, how you can sort of get people's attention in 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 um, in a in a visual reality sense, and 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 that's what I love about them. They're always giving me ideas in in terms of how to improve the game. My co-founder Sam, uh, he's over in New Jersey. Uh, he and I, we, uh, you know, we deliberate every day in terms of, you know, how we go about uh, creating these new experiences for people. He's always pushing me uh, to, you know, to do exciting things. He's talking about the metaverse now. He's, he's, he wants to get on the metaverse. And you can imagine, as you can imagine, you know, the power of, of uh, uh, you know, an immersive platform such as ours in the metaverse where you are you know speaking with avatars and you're speaking with virtual characters and and taking real lifelike decisions um and so sam's all about that we've got um advisors who are ex mckinsey we've got advisors who are um you know um, people on our uh, role who are um psychologists and and they come at it from the competency point of view and and what's uh, and you know, instrument design and there are scientific pro, you know uh, processes involved in setting up 
good instruments for measuring competency and you know because the rest of us are technocrats and we we can build the heck out of anything you want but these guys these psych- psychologists guys they keep us grounded they tell us what's what's good science and what's just you know a, a parlor game and they're like you know we don't want to be a parlor game we want to do good science so if you're going to get out a report saying you know this is uh, the competency level of your organization it had better be you know something that we can stand up and in you know, a court of law and say you know this is how we came up with it and and it stands the test of you know the best science that is so it, th- those are the cast of characters we have um that i'd like to give a shout out to at this point yeah yeah i love it of course down the road we'll bring you and sam back as as you you know continue to investigate the metaverse i'm thinking about it sriram okay and i'm thinking if i'm a company and i want to give my employees the best of the best you know i don't want to give them some old-fashioned sort of you know video to watch about how to become a better you know employee or a better person at what they do i want to give them the latest you know i want to give them what's really hot and something that's going to engage them and like you said on the desktop there's so many things that can distract a potential you know an employee from potentially, you know, engaging in some of the other systems out there. But with your system, I mean, once they get into it, and I've read the testimonials, I mean, they can't get off it. They become addicted to this thing, right? That's right. And and it's not a, you know, like I said, nobody, um, you know, changed the way they behaved or thought um, after attending one course or watching one video, right? Uh, unless it was uh, some really, you know, um, earth-shattering, um, you know, revelation that they're watching. But but on the whole, that does not happen. So what we believe is, you know, you've got to have deliberate practice. You've got to have people repeating their steps, exploring different ways of trying to crack the, the game and win the, the game, right? And, and when they do that, they're exploring different pathways. And some of those pathways leads, lead to positive outcomes, some don't. And that's really how the neural networks get set. And, and you know, it, it becomes muscle memory. And so when they're actually working in, in their day job and a very similar scenario takes place, they will take the right uh, you know decision and and so it's it's so important for us to keep things um you know changeable you know we 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 have a dynamic game it's probabilistic so you know you may never be able to play the same game twice you can be you can set up a game in in such a way that people you know, typically play it five or six times we tell them to play it once you know the client says you got to finish this game by friday three o'clock uh and the reports will be ready by five o'clock we find through the weekend after We've got people playing because, you know, they, they love it so much. They come keep coming back for more. Um, and that's what we love about it. And we measure all that. And we go back to the client and said, look, 100 people got invited to play the game by 3 o'clock. 100 people played it by 3 o'clock. I got another 200 games after that. When people have played it, they've not been asked to play it. They did it on their own. They did it on their own. And they're like, are you kidding me? Because they're not used to people going into talent management when they didn't have to. But here yeah. we're saying, you know, they you leave it to them and they, they they're going to play all day every day yeah they love it of course you know they yeah. love it sri ram and i'm so i we've only cut out 30 minutes i mean this is so fascinating i'm going to bring you back on the show but you have these things and before we get into entrepreneurship which is very important right. you have a great entrepreneurial journey you have these things uh that are very interesting at the company you call them scenarios and and you know various scenarios for example 
they can use your system to train HR executives. They can use your system for complex client management situations and teaching people to have better judgment and general management training for specialist leaders, et cetera. Right now, when we look at your system, what are some of the areas or scenarios that are the most prolific? So um, the, the areas typically are uh, things that involve conflict, things that involve you know, interpersonal conflict, right? So um, that could be client versus employee. It could be uh, team lead versus you know, team uh, member. Uh, it could be investor versus you know, senior management. Um, it could be any of those, right? Or it could be collaboration between two silos uh, that should work together and, and, and don't. Um, the reason we stay away from you know, saying we do, we earlier, earlier we used to, we used to say, you know, we're in, we, we'll train salespeople to become better. We transform salespeople. That used to be our tagline. And then we found that, you know, we got called by organizations. There was one organization, it's a semiconductor um, organization out of California. Um, they used us to train a, a, a bunch of PhDs who are engineering PhDs. And, and what were we training them on? Uh, we were training them on uh, the ability to handle ambiguous situations and the ability to show emotional intelligence. Now, these are PhDs. They know so much more than any of us in terms of their day jobs. But, but, but you know, we, we were training them uh, on the stuff that they need to graduate from there into corporate management because they, they, they need to be able to figure out, you know, how to deal with ambiguity. You know, they're engineers. You, know, they, they, you give them a problem, they, they solve it. No problem. But then tell them, I don't know what the inputs are. I don't know what the outputs are. You got to take a decision. They're like, okay, I don't know what to do. We train them on how you can do that because those are real life scenarios. So, so that's just one example, but typically it's about, you know, client facing or customer facing because, you know, whether you're in technology or you're in consulting or you're a sales guy, um, the rubber really hits the road when your organization meets um, customer uh, personnel and, and have to sort of, you know, sell your product or deliver or execute to contract um, and, and those are where the most tricky and, and, and complex situations arise. If, yeah, if so interesting. Yeah. So it's part of me, Sri Raman, so interesting. Of course, you know, you started off sort of in the sales venue and then you moved over and it's just so important. I mean, your system can be used to groom manager for higher roles, uh, you know, roles or even accelerate onboarding, which is a very important part of a business. Let's get into entrepreneurship. And again, we're going to bring you back. This has been such a fascinating discussion. For the younger entrepreneurs watching the show, Sri Ram, that are maybe having a tough time in their business, maybe they're hitting a pothole or hitting a wall that they can't get through. Sometimes they freeze in the frame, you know, because they don't know what to do. What type of advice can you give based on your immense background and experience as an entrepreneur to the younger ones watching the show about how to get through these tough times and, and come out the other side, you know, having think to themselves that they were very happy that they went through the tough time and came out ahead. Right, 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 right. No, no, I mean, that's, that's absolutely, I mean, entrepreneurship is, um, you know, it's, it's, it's one heck of a roller coaster ride. And I would just say, hang in there. Uh, I would say, you know, um, you know, it's, uh, I remember reading about this uh, old guy, you know, his, he had a Latin um, you know, uh, saying uh, that this was his 
tagline that that he he took as a motto and and it said when in good times worry and when when times are bad have hope okay and and i don't remember the latin of it but that but that sort of struck me as a great mantra for an entrepreneur uh there will be bad times but then the only thing that keeps you afloat is 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 you know hope and uh, when things are going your way and and everything's going swimmingly and you're getting a lot of business then you got to be worrying because you don't know you know things are never going to be this way forever i think that's the one secret right i think it was andy grove who said um you know only the paranoid survive but i think that's not the only thing that mm, entrepreneurs should uh, listen to because you know if you were paranoid you would probably never get into entrepreneurship it's hope that keeps you alive uh so dig deep and 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 sort of hold on to that hope and and that'll keep you through that you know dark days and um and that little, little you know when i think back about the five years before we went live with this thing uh i think there were times when it was sheer mad hope that that you know kept us together as a unit and i think i'd say you know that's precious hold on to it you know you're on to a good thing you know it hold on to it I love it. I mean, sheer mad hope. I can see that being the title of your book that you're going to write, Sri Ram. I mean, I love that so much. Well, listen, what you and Sam are doing and the entire team are just remarkable, of course. You know, you're really changing behavior for the powerful and for the positive, and your simulations really make talent development so insightful for the, you know, for the C-level executive team and so exciting for the participants. We can't wait to see what happens next. And we're going to bring you back on the show. This has been such a delight to have you, Sri Ram. And thank you so much for coming on the Dotcom Magazine Entrepreneur Spotlight Series today. A pleasure and a privilege, Andy. Thank you. 